You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Greetings, beloved followers of Christ. Welcome back to another episode of Doctrine and Duty. It's a little bit of a follow-up today from my story. I just want to touch base with you on a passage of Scripture, a verse of Scripture that's been very dear to me that I came across while I was in seminary. And it has been a, I'm not sure what to call it. I, I don't necessarily know that having a quote-unquote life verse is a good thing. I think it can be, but I think it can also not be depending on how far you take that and if it limits your desire to learn or love other passages of Scripture or to only be influenced by one passage. But I will say this, much of my philosophy of Christian living and my philosophy of ministry and my goal of Christian living and my goal of uh, ministry comes from this passage of Scripture. So, if you need to call it a life verse, I guess you, I guess you can. I don't, uh, even though uh, it's mine, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, John chapter 3 is, uh, you know, very popular passage of Scripture. This is the passage where Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night. Um, and as a result of that, we have John 3.16. Uh, we have all of John 3, obviously. But in chapter 3, verse 22, there is a transition. Um, the transition is away from Nicodemus and Jesus. And there is, in verse 25, it tells us there is a discussion that arises between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification. And so they come to John and say, Rabbi, he who is with you across the Jordan to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing and all are going to him. It's almost like they're saying, hey, we got a problem. You know, you're doing all this good stuff, but you know, there's this other guy doing all this good stuff. Well, the other guy's Jesus. John answered him, a person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. Uh, just pause right there and say that even that verse heavily influences me. I'm of the mindset based upon the Word of God, that there is nothing good in us uh, prior to Christ, uh, that, that we can't do anything, that we can't be anything, that we can't have or own anything uh, good, save what Christ allows or ordains or authors in our lives. And certainly, no spiritual good whatsoever until the moment of our conversion. And again, all of that comes from Christ as well. We don't help Jesus out. It is, uh, we are saved by Christ alone, uh, by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. According to Scripture alone and for the glory of God alone. Just in case you needed a recap of the five solas, um, it's been a while since we've talked about those. A person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. All good things come from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. The Lord's half-brother, James, taught us this as well. He says, uh, John goes on to say, You yourselves bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. So John saying, you know, there's this awesome Savior who is Christ. 
He is the bridegroom. The church is the bride. But he is a friend of the bridegroom. And so he is a servant of the bridegroom. He recognizes his position. He says, therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. When John realizes his position in relation to Christ and that he is a servant of Christ and he has been called to minister in Jesus' name and for the glory of God, John says, I have found my purpose in life. My joy is now complete. Nothing is missing. Nothing else would bring me happiness. Nothing else would bring me joy. Nothing else would make me feel satisfied and complete other than what I am doing right now, which is fulfilling the call of God upon my life. And so it's powerful when he says, therefore now this joy of mine is complete. And that brings us to, well, I'm not sure what to call it. Let's just say my verse. Uh, The verse that has shaped my philosophy of life and ministry for the last nearly 30 years. For the verse of Scripture that I have written thousands of times on letters, uh, emails, uh, thank you cards, uh, all sorts of correspondence. And here it is, John chapter 3, verse 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. Uh, that verse alone captures so much <laughs> philosophically as it relates to ministry and life that I, I don't even know where to begin, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. Um, this verse refutes pride. Um, this verse refutes um, the fact that there, the, the belief or the notion that there's something good inside of me other than Jesus. Um, this verse promotes humility. This verse promotes um, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord, as Paul wrote. This verse promotes the gospel. This verse promotes uh, Christian ministry. This verse promotes preaching the gospel unashamed. This verse promotes moral and ethical living, moral and ethical choices. This verse promotes wholesome, kind speech. I mean, you can take this verse and apply it to every single aspect of your life. Our life is to be the glory of God. And so right there you have it. He must increase. What I say should bring him increase. What I do should bring him increase. What I think should bring him increase. It should be for the glory of God. Uh, And then, but I must decrease. So as I am focusing on everything being about the Lord, I am focusing less and less on everything being about me. Well, you know that um, this world is the people of the world who are not saved, and even some saved people, they want to make everything about themselves. Uh, Pride. Uh, It puffs up. And uh, there's the need to be coddled, um, enabled, um, uh, made to feel something that maybe you're not. I'm not sure exactly. But I can tell you that I am the most at peace when I am working to bring him increase and bring myself decrease. We must come to the realization uh, in ministry and in life that it is not about us. I know one of my dear church members and friends for the last many years 
uh, made the statement that um, the person who's all wrapped up in himself is a very small package indeed. So I like that. I like that analogy. And, and it's true. Um, and so the focus that the Lord has burdened my heart with is bringing Him glory, bringing Him increase. And, and when you do that, you're putting yourself last. You're making yourself small. And here's the thing. If, if we reduce ourselves, if we humble ourselves, Christ will lift us up. We don't know what that looks like. We don't know when it'll be. Uh, but it works out so much better because when we try to lift ourselves up, a lot of times people will bring us down. And certainly, if we try to exalt ourselves, Christ will humble us as well because we are His children. And, uh, and our Father in heaven uh, works through the Lord Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, through conviction, uh, through godly counsel, through the preaching of God's Word, through prayer and other uh, avenues to teach us how to properly humble ourselves. Life has a way of teaching us, of course, according to God's sovereignty, uh, to humble ourselves. And so, again, John chapter 3, verse 30, He must increase, but I must decrease. I, I believe that there are so many in churches who need to memorize this verse and strive to live this verse. So many pastors who need to learn, uh, listen to, memorize, and apply and live this verse out. We have many in churches who are filled with pride, many pastors behind the pulpit who are filled with pride, many people who believe that life is all about them or the world revolves around them, many people who strive to make themselves happy um, at the cost of the suffering of others. There are so many issues out there because this one verse is ignored from the Word of God. I'm so thankful for John the Baptist. I've always called him JTB as I preached about him over the years. Uh, not a perfect man, not always an example for us to follow, but I love the Holy Spirit's leadership in producing this verse for us. He must increase, but I must decrease. That verse comes as a direct result of the completion of John's joy. And I do think that it's one of those those two things go hand in hand, maybe two sides of the same coin. Maybe one comes before the other one moment or one day, and then one comes, uh, then they swap places another day. As we live for His increase and our decrease, that's going to bring us joy. And as we experience joy, the joy of the Lord, that's going to make us want to bring His increase and bring our decrease. Well, um, gee whiz. <laughs> Golly, y'all. Uh, I'm so thankful for this verse of Scripture and so thankful that you've joined me. Uh, and, and so in this podcast today, I want to close uh, by praying this verse of Scripture for us, okay? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you, Lord, for your providence in it, that you have orchestrated this day, each day of our lives, Lord. I pray that... As from your perspective, it is to be for your glory that we would now live and choose to where from our perspective each day would be for your glory. Father, I thank you for the way that you worked in John the Baptist's life. Um, I thank you for the way that you brought uh, your word to us through John uh, in this passage, uh, through John the Baptist, and then, of course, John the, the Apostle in writing this book. Father, um, help us to live our lives in such a way that we bring you increase, and in so doing, we bring ourselves decrease, um, that we would choose humility, uh, that we choose to honor you first, that we choose to put ourselves last, that we choose to honor and serve others um, through uh, your strength daily, Lord. Uh, 
Father, that you would forgive us of stubborn pride, um, arrogance. Forgive us for making everything about ourselves. Forgive us, Lord God, for not trusting you. And help us, O Lord God, to live out John 3.30. He must increase, but I must decrease. Father, I thank you for the beloved who tuned in, and I pray that you would be such, uh, that you would be number one in all of our lives. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Okay, folks, listen, love you. Hope you have a great day in Jesus' name. All right, take care. Goodbye. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.